Welcome to the Brand Ballers Podcast, where it's all about learning to build a brand that people understand. So we're doing a series on how to use your website to brand like a baller. During these six episodes, we'll be covering, number one, what is a website, past, present, the evolution, and how it affects your brand and your business. Number two, who the hell are you marketing to? And how does your website design and or functionality make that happen? Number three, setting up your website like restaurants, branding expert approach versus internet marketing where numbers count. Number four, user experience, one page versus multiple pages. Number five, maintenance, ways to keep your website fresh so your site visitors have a good experience and impression of your brand. And finally, number six, we're gonna talk about now what? How these topics have affected our own approach to our websites. And so today's topic is number five, maintenance. Upkeep so your site visitors have a good experience and impression on your brand. So Carl, why don't we start off by talking about the importance of maintaining a fresh website? Yeah, it's kind of like underwear, right? You always want to change it out whenever possible because you definitely do not want to have, you know, dirty drawers. But oh, that's, anyway, that's where I'm going wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm going wrong, too. I did, it was a revelation. I just suddenly, after listening to the introduction, I'm like, that's what it is. And it's dirty drawers that are like, you know, causing the, all of our troubles. So anyway, so so we do have three uh, three topics here, three points here about the importance of maintaining a fresh website. And so the very first one is that a fresh website tells people that the lights are on, that you're actually still in business. It's it's interesting because people will get a sense of something that doesn't feel right or doesn't feel very good if your website isn't kept up to date. For example, it's 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 also a way to help you maintain congruency with your brand because people might expect you to be a certain way. And you know, maybe you're doing some advertising, maybe you're talking about it, you're networking, whatever, you're talking about your business and you're talking about your website. And so they get to your website and they expect you to be, I don't know, cool and like fresh and hip and young or whatever. And then when they get there, it's like, oh, they get disappointed. They get totally let down because your website hasn't been updated in like five years or something like that. And so they may even lose trust in you uh, if your website doesn't match their expectations. Uh, just a very simple thing is, for example, if your copyright date isn't current, then, you know, if it still says 2014 or 2015, it's like the middle of the year now, you know what I mean? It still says 2015. What does that say about your business and your brand? And flip that around. If you went to a website and you saw that, what do you think, right? You're going to think they're not even there. They'll closed up for business kind of thing. Well, I just want to talk about that, that copyright date thing. It, it's sort of a sign as well as when was the last time you spent some money in your marketing budget to really do something, you know, and, and, you know, that's kind of silly to think like that, but I, I do a lot of things uh, or I'm looking at software and when I see stuff that has a copyright date of 2014, 2015, it just makes me think like, okay, probably their software, maybe it hasn't been updated for a while. And we get that when we build apps is that people say, when was the last time you did something? It says 2015. So you haven't worked on it since. And, yeah, so that kind of throws people off already. Totally. It's, yeah, when you're, even when you're even when you're buying apps or whatever, and they haven't, you know, the last update was you know six seven months ago, or or for example, actually, a really good one is plugins for your website. If you're using WordPress, mm. and so for example, I was searching for some sort of plugin, and there's a whole bunch of them there. Obviously, there's always a ton of them, but some of them were oh I thought oh this is pretty decent, but then when you see that it hasn't been updated in like a year, then you're like oh okay yeah. well should you know, I even not, use it? Yeah. Compatible and you know whatever else, and this guy obviously doesn't care maybe, or mm. 
you know, it's not working on it anymore. So yeah, so that's definitely not good. So, okay, so anyway, that was the first thing that you're telling people that the lights are on. So the second thing, the second important step here about having a fresh website is that it ensures a good user experience. And this is something that, you know, Mike had kind of talked about in our last podcast episode. And this is really important nowadays, especially with a lot of traffic coming from mobile devices. If you have an outdated website that's not responsive, as in it's not mobile friendly, this makes it really difficult for people to see what you're offering. I've, I've been to so many websites where the text is so tiny, you have to like, you know, you have to pinch it up or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever. still can't see it properly because now you can't see the rest of it, right? So just something like that. And what happens is that that really can affect your brand in a negative way because it may seem like it's really hard to work with you. It's a, it's, I don't know, is it a silly way to, to draw that kind of connection to it? I don't know, but I think it is in a way because if you don't make your website easy enough for people to use, then they'll think, oh, why do I want to deal with this person who isn't even making it easy for me to learn about their business, right? And so same with having it hard to navigate as well or find any information. If there's way too many subcategories, for example, people are just, they're going to give up and look somewhere else because they have a lot of choices, right? I think people naturally, they're trying to box you into something. Oh, what does Carl do? What does Mike do? Oh, they, well, they make websites or they, they make videos. And this idea of like trying to explain everything that you do is, yeah, it's, it's overkill. I think people are willing to give a couple clicks to see what you do. And that means a couple pages and that's about it. So, yeah, so that's what happened with like the law firm as well, where I, I noticed that their website had all these different subcategories and, and I was saying to him, you, know, you got to get rid of some of these because people aren't going to go through all that. Right. And who's going to go through that? And he's like, well, I am. And you know, that's the thing. You're the only person that cares about that. You're, you're clients or potential clients are going to be like, well, I just want to find what I want to find. And then, and then I'm going to get in touch with you if I found what I, when I came to look for. Right. So that's basically it. Okay. So that was number two. So the third important thing about maintaining a fresh website is that for new customers or new clients, it makes a good first impression. It's pretty obvious, right? You want to make it easy for people to either maybe even refer you to other people. So for example, your past clients and customers, if they are <laughs> embarrassed to refer you because your website looks like crap or it looks like it's something really old and you know, they were like they, they don't want to tell that tell your tell their friends because they don't want their friends knowing that they did business with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it shows that you, your business and your brand are for lack of a better expression, with it. You know, you're staying current, you're up to date, you're with the times, you're, you know, Snapchatting, playing Pokemon Go or whatever, you know, you, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, which can again also, all this stuff can be interpreted that your brand or business are also fresh and modern and you're up to date as well. I think everyone should put a Pokemon on their uh, website just to yeah. show that you're in the, you're in the know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I got to start doing it. All right, Action Jackson, let's get into some actionable steps to take away from the podcast. Okay, so uh, the number one action step that we have for this uh, episode here is to make sure that all the information on your website is, of course, up to date, that your copyright, your about page, your contact information, all that stuff's got to be up to date. Add new content to your blog if your content hasn't been updated in a while. That's, That's one of the really plain and simple ways to show people that you're actually around, <laughs> you know, that you actually have, are actually, you know, doing business kind of thing. Some people might say, okay, well, I'm so busy and I have a lot of business and why do I even bother updating it? I don't care if I, 
haven't updated something in like six months or whatever. I'm super busy anyway. Well, I, I don't know. I, there is a good argument for that because if you're really busy, then you think, okay, well, it's not so important. But at the same time, there are other people looking at your website that may not do, be doing business with you right now, but they may want to do business with you in the future for some reason. And if they look now, they're like, oh, okay, well, forget it. I'm not going to bother because they weren't, you know, they weren't current. I'll just go find someone else, right, later on kind of thing. Um, yeah. you know, that, that's something that's really important. I think I do like the idea of like, yeah, with the dates, it, I find it kind of puts pressure on you to, you know, release stuff, think of something that's valuable. So it's like, you know, continued learning for yourself. Uh, but if you do have to hack this, uh, one suggestion is just to remove dates of when you're posting stuff. So just don't even show people that you're, you know, the, when you created a post, because then it kind of looks like, okay, it's just there. It's just content. And I've seen some bloggers, they've decided to go this route, but we don't recommend it because we're really into this sort of teach people about what it is that you do. And by, through teaching, you're going to not only educate, but uh, win more business for yourself. Right. Exactly. Ultimately it helps you build your brand. Yeah. Uh, but one thing about that is that whenever I see uh, bloggers or websites where they've removed the, the dates from the blog posts, I get immediately suspicious because I always think, okay, they obviously haven't updated it in a while. That's probably something from way back when. They're too lazy to update with anything new. Um, and also, if I don't see that they have a lot of content and then I see the dates are removed, that's like, you know, double whammy there. I mean, I, I will not, I, I, just, I just lose trust in them right away. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's really important. And make sure that all the information on your website is up to date and that you're actually, you know, publishing new stuff as often as you can and mm -hmm. setting up a schedule for that. Okay, so that's number one. Now, the second action step is to ensure that your site is responsive. Maybe you need to completely update your site in order to make it responsive because there's, okay, there's those little plugins that say like, you know, we'll make your website uh, mobile friendly or mobile friendly. And those things look like crap, honestly, a lot of times because they don't take your whole design and, and make it into a smaller version. They just like basically make it into text, right? So rather than doing that, you might just want to think about redoing your entire website, updating it completely so that it is responsive and it looks exactly the same on a computer, on a phone, on a tablet, whatever, okay? Because like I said, so much traffic comes from mobile devices. Yeah. If you had an experience in the past where making a website, just getting up was completely terrible and you're thinking, I don't want to go through that again. Just from a web designer's side, I, I will say, I think it really depends on who you work with. There's different types of people want to make this as easy as possible for you. So for example, there are people that can make a website saying, okay, well, let's take what you've got. Let's refine the, the text just a little bit. And I'm going to take this and put it on a platform that's going to be responsive and going to look modern and fresh and you don't have to think so much about it. There are people that think like that. So don't think of it as, oh, this is going to be like a big burden for me. There's actually people that can just make it much easier for you. And it doesn't have to feel like if you're concerned about investment and cost, uh, there are definitely solutions out there that make it very affordable uh, nowadays. Right. I mean, at the very least, at least clean up your website so that you it's if they do just make it mobile, whatever, it's also easier uh, in the sense of uh, it'll be simpler. So clean up your navigation, clean up your categories, get rid of all those subcategories that I said. Uh, just make it easy for people to find your stuff. And then that way, when you do, you know, turn into like a responsive site, I think it's also, you know, easier for people to kind of go through your content on their phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. 50% right? uh, of your traffic comes from the web or from mobile. It's from mobile, not from the web. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Come from there too, I guess. That's actually <laughs> correct when I said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so number three, the third action step 
is to consider updating your website design. Now, maybe thinking about what Mike discussed in last week's episode on user experience to create a good first impression because you definitely don't want something so old that when people get there, they're like, ugh, or that just doesn't look very good. Or, for example, okay, there's a dentist, another dentist, actually. Now, this is my kid's normal dentist, okay? I keep talking about dentists. I don't even work with any of them. But, but anyway, so it's one dentist now. This is my kid's regular dentist. He updated his website, and he did it himself. Uh, and fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. The old one was really bad. Mm-hmm. But the new one is kind of updated, mm-hmm. but it still looks like a dog's breakfast. Um, <laughs> the colors are wrong. The, yeah. the design is kind of weird. Uh, it just looks like these, like, it's got those rounded square boxes for the images. And mm. you know, it, they don't look like they fit in kind of thing. It's somehow it's just something, there's some disconnect between everything on the on the website. And so it doesn't really create a good first impression. Mm. Uh, so in that case, you know, I would love to recommend people to, to them. And I probably would not say go to their website. I'd probably just tell them who it is. Um, but you know, you do want to make sure your website is updated so that it'll make you feel proud also to tell people to visit your website, not only your other people to rec- to refer to your website, but also just yourself. You can say, yeah, check out my website. It's so, I don't know. It's so Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something to say, but I got nothing. Pokemon, let's just end on that. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> and that is this episode of the Brand Ballers podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get fresh new episodes each and every single week. And please let us know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Thanks for listening to Brand Ballers, learning to build a brand that people understand.